Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. Pete is tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done three three. 22 to Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. Hi, welcome to Cannell and Bell. Hanging out. It's Thursday. A ton of stuff we have to get to. A lot of yeah. sports stories are out there. Unfortunately, I have a ton of stuff that I want to talk about that has... Nothing to do with sports. Your world, dude. Look, it is, right? Whose name logo. is there? <laughs> that's right. Whose name it's, is it's that? our on name yeah, on the logo. That's correct. So I was telling you, I just showed you this picture. So I went to pick up my daughter yesterday from school. Yeah. And I'm going through the drive through line where you just, you know, it's easy. You get, just pop right through, hop in, and you're gone. Yep. In and out. Mm-hmm. They love when I get out of the car to pick them up, but I can't stand it. Right, it's like right, more, right. more work. So I go through, and I have two girls at the same school, so they get picked up together. And it's my 10-year-old and my 6-year-old. So my 10-year-old is there, like always. Yep. And my 6-year-old's teacher is there with my 6-year-old's backpack, but no 6-year-old. Right. So You're I'm like, like all right, what's going right. on? So the lady's like walking over to the car, and my my 10-year-old's coming in. And she's like, um, she's like, not to be alarmed. Like, that was the first thing. Never said, a good. Not to never, be alarmed. Never good. She said, but she said, we had a little problem. Uh, she said, you're, you know, Brady had a little accident. She bumped heads with another kid. She had to go to the clinic. Yeah. You got a pit in your stomach at this oh, point. Oh, a little bit. I was like, uh oh, what does that mean? Right. So she said, uh, she said she had to go to the clinic. And I was like, all right. And she's like, there was some blood. She's like trying to give me a heads up. And I was like, all right. Get to the point. So she's like, you're going to have to pick her up from the clinic. So I'm like, all right. So I get Dylan, we go park and then I go in. I get in there and they had actually changed her uniform and given her a fresh uniform. But the point is, so you can't, we can't see this picture, but this is basically, there it is. Look at that. Coke has yeah. got it. So the, that's the, that's the game worn jersey blood. over there. So <laughs> the best part about it, she did not cry right. a lick. I okay. asked, I asked her and yeah. I asked the nurse. I said, no, she was a champ. So I was like, proud dad. Yep. The other thing is, I have my jerseys framed in my house. I want to frame that Putting and that like up. put it up and be like, that's my girl. Game worn, like school uniform. Well, what ha- what up. happened? She was, she was playing with some other kid, some other boy, her yeah. buddy Jack, uh-huh. and apparently Jack. they ran around. Jack She's- needs his ass whooped. We were going to get Shaq. <laughs> I know, we were right. get Shaq for Jack. Well, Jack was in the clinic too. Oh. And he had supposedly hit his chin, was but there Jack, wasn't was any Jack blood. There was no, he was balling. <laughs> I think all the other kids were really worried about Brady, my girl. <laughs> the nurse told me she had never seen that much blood. That's fantastic. Like all this stuff. And so my daughter, we get home and she was, she was like hugging me and stuff, yeah. and then like she wanted to go play baseball. Yeah, like, and she was wanting to go play catch. She's so, a boss. I love it. I really want to get that uh that jersey framed though for my girl Brady. <laughs> Before we get to the Kentucky Derby, which is our first sports topic of the day, I have a question for you. Yep. I got this direct message on Twitter. You're not on Twitter, so you don't get this. Right. But I need your advice. All right, this is it. Hello, my name is Miss Daniela Bobker from Dubai. Oh. Working with a bank in Dubai. It's nice meeting you here, and I hope we can be friends and get to do business together. Eh. This is, no, this is long. Eh. There are a lot of details. I hope to hear from you. It's my urgent need for a foreign partner that made me to contact you for this transaction. I am Miss Daniela Bobker, working Again. with Emirates, Emirates Bank here in Dubai. Yes. I write to contact you over a very important – right, enough details. February 2009, one Mr. Hussan Kanel, uh-huh. whose surname is the same as yours and has had your and has your country in his, his file as his place of origin, made a fixed deposit for 36 months valued at $26,700,000 oh, with my bank. Right. Unfortunately – Tragic death in 20, uh, February 27th of 2012. I should that, I don't know. He was among the death victims in a September 2009 earthquake in Indonesia that left over 1,200 people dead. Laugh, rah, rah. So 
essentially what they need. They, the money is frozen. Yeah. The government's going to take it. Mm-hmm. So all they need me to do is supply my social That's and it. my bank information. Dude. And they'll wire me. 26 mil? They want to split it half and half. I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I'll give mine too. <laughs> right, right. We can, I'll help you out. It goes on longer and longer. All right, so here's the thing. That's fantastic. Obviously, obviously this is a scam, right? I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, I do want to reply. It, <laughs> I just want to see which direction see where it goes, it goes. Yeah. and see like how long I can keep this thing going. I have an unbelievable di- uh, idea. Right. I think you and I could do it, or if you're too busy coaching, stuff, <laughs> right. I could do it. Documentary where you go behind the scenes with these scam artists, mm-hmm. and they and you document the ones that are successful. Right. Because I would be fascinated to know the people that are gullible enough to call back to these numbers and like to actually start engaging with them. But money is a powerful thing, and people think free money is actually exists out there, which it doesn't. I've yeah. always been taught if it's too good to be true, right. yeah. it's, it's not true. Not true. Right. There are people that do it. Like they, this must work, or they wouldn't keep. Trying Otherwise, to do they it. wouldn't keep. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fascinated to. See, I'd and be like, fascinated. I, could, I, I have it all in my mind, pictured like you'd have to blur them out because obviously they wouldn't gonna get busted. But I think it would be a fascinating story. I just generally, I don't, I can't scam people. Oh, well, I can't. Like, I either. don't have that ball. I, mean, I don't either. I could I be gullible. I've been called by the IRS before or someone posing as the IRS, right? And I'm in a panic, like, what? I got an audit? Hold on. Let me call. And I call back and then somebody, you know, with all kind of noise in the background and they're speaking, they're speaking with an accent. And I'm like, okay, bro, I got to put that down. Right. Like, you almost got me. Like I called back. Right. You know what I mean? I but- had my identity stolen and they actually got a tax refund from me. And the Secret Service called. See, I was as soon as the Secret Service called, I was a little yeah. suspect, but it actually was the Secret Service. They were, I guess, that's the department that goes after some of these scams for the IRS, right? For your identity. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be fascinating. That would be fascinating. See, like what these people are all about. Like, and do they feel satisfaction? Do blur they feel their guilt? Blur their face out. Distort yeah. their voices. So yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. Get the stories behind them. And I think the calls of the people on the other end oh, would be the best part about priceless. it. Like to hear them getting all excited priceless. about it, just blurting out. Exactly. Seven two five. Eight, eight, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just giving them their whole <laughs> social, giving them all the information they need. All right. That's, uh, that's one story I wanted to cover. Yeah. Let's get to the Kentucky Derby. I have more for later in yeah. the show. You'll have to listen to that. Um, the surprise of the Kentucky Derby is that the favorite who was Omaha Beach was scratched from the race Wednesday with a respiratory issue. He was four to one favorite, clear favorite, uh, despite being set to start the race from the number 12 post. Suddenly with him being out, all of a sudden, uh, the entire field is wide open. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, in moves, uh, of course it's Bob Baffert, one of his horses is gonna be the favorite now, but apparently there was a breathing problem. Yeah. Uh, game winner is, uh, Entrapped the Epiglottis. Yes. So this horse, right? This yep. horse, uh, Omaha Beach. Yep. Um, was bought, uh, at an auction, uh, was, was trained by, what's his name, uh, uh, Richard Mandela. And they ran him on grass for a while, and he had very limited success on the grass. I mean, he pl- he he placed and whatnot, but he wasn't he didn't break his maiden apparently. Yep. So they moved him over to dirt, and Buddy just started winning. They switched jockeys. They went to legendary jockey Mike Smith, and Buddy started winning. He did great. At Santa Anita won at Santa Anita. Came home won the Arkansas Derby. It was a favorite to come in. Yeah. Had a little crack. I heard he had a little crack in his hoof. Yeah. But they said, you know, they can stitch that up, put some acrylic in it, sew it down. It'll grow back, you know, together with that really tender part under the hoof. Yeah. And now the entrapped <laughs> epiglottis. I'm, I'm amazed. I didn't know you were so into horses. Before. Hey, bro, listen. I, I'm, I'm fascinated. By the way, did you know that, that well, I think we talked about this maybe, 
Did you see that two of the first round picks in the NFL draft actually already have horses? Yeah, the one dude was said he was bringing them all yeah. to Tampa. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a stable Devin of White, horses. the They're kid Tampa Bay, the, the Devin White. Plus, yeah, uh, that he, uh, like and he's out there riding all the time. Yeah. I'm saying like maybe that's the new thing. It's Who's not the other one anymore. Um, it was the Steelers first round pick. Was it? Uh, it was. I might have been Devin Bush. It might have been Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Yeah, I, Bush I is it from was somebody. Yeah, I know he's Broward from, from down here. Hey, but he's out by you. He's out like West Broward. That's true. There are a lot of horses, horses out, there. out there. That's true. It could be there. Uh, Ed Oliver was the one. He's really. Yeah, I that was the other okay. One I thought of. it wasn't. Boys, uh, yeah. It wasn't Devin Bush. I played with his dad. His dad definitely wasn't into horses. Right. Um. Do you remember the horse that won? I can't remember his name, but the controversy because he wore basically a huge breathe right. The horse because right, you know the breathe right strips yeah, you yeah, wear yeah. that was. I actually thought about wearing one in the game one time. It was like, I think Jerry Rice, somebody was really good wore him. And I was like, hey, if it makes you breathe better, no, play better. No. But there was a controversy because a horse wore it winning the Derby. California Chrome. Really? And it was like a, basically it was a, it was the Belmont monster breathe right that he wore. And I was like, maybe he's bringing them back. No, <laughs> I've never supported the breathe rights or uh, you're the copper bracelet guy too, right? No, I want to try them though. That's Brett Favre. <laughs> I know it's easily. No, but no, 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 no. But I mean, you're, you, you are. I would you, try it all, but see yes. my dad, my dad being a doctor, I would always ask my dad, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And he's always like, nah, right. He's correct. Like, Don't do it. I'm usually that guy. Yeah, like he's it. always like, all of it's a scam. Right. Like, it's all like the, the, the DM except from Dubai, except they're actually, these companies are making my, my 11 year old's his birthday today. Uh, nice. God bless you D. Um, you could sell him anything. <laughs> if could. he sees it on an infomercial, he's in. He wants oh it. Oh, my God. I and, think that's today's generation. Oh, my bro. kids want everything they see on a commercial. And will sell me on it. And I'm like, D, you know why they put it up there, right? Like, they're trying. Right. He will sell it to you like that, I promise you. Right. 1,000 degrees, like, hotter if you do it like that. Some some of the stuff, though, could be worth it. Yeah. I think so. All right. Uh, the NBA playoffs. I feel bad. Why? Because I have a belief that the NBA has been diminished. I think the regular season has been boring. I think the playoffs are somewhat boring because the Golden State Warriors are going to win. Um, but here's where I feel like I'm a total hypocrite. Okay. I actually love watching Jeopardy now. And you know what? James Holzhauer is, is destroying everybody. Right. But here's the difference. Holzhauer's the first year he's done it. Like when the Warriors were created the super, super team and they were going for the 73 wins. Mm-hmm. That to me was exciting. It was fun. But at this point, now that they've won a couple championships, that they're going for another one, I'm like, all right, I want to see this thing broken up. I want to see them taken down. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, that's a reason enough to tune in, right? Like you have opportunities. The Clippers, here, the Clippers series close. was more than people thought it would be. True. So people were kind of tuned in to see. I guess the start of this rocket series has me down, but I'm going to try to listen to you as you walk me off the ledge and say, Hold on a second. Dude, don't jump out. Don't jump just yet. They're going to lose. Gonna... The Rockets are going to lose the series. Right. Once you dig the O2 hole, the numbers pretty much support that you're going to lose the series. But uh, my only point about it is it hasn't been that bad. They've been in two games. If you're looking at it in terms of what's supposed to happen, that home team is supposed to hold serve. You're hoping if you're the you're, you're the away team that you're just in the ball games, which they were. You know, so don't be surprised if they go back and it's two two and now you got a series on your hand. Um, but I mean, the glaring, the, the glaring missing piece from the playoffs is, is obviously LeBron. Right. And you know, what that typically would give me is a reason to really watch the Eastern Conference. Cause I'm usually tuned into what, you know, Rockets and, and Golden State are doing, but that, that East lacks a little star power. At least it has in the past. This year, I'm kind of fascinated by the East with Giannis. Me too. I yeah. think it lacks the star power of LeBron, but I think it's more entertaining. It is because the series are more competitive. 
you're wondering which new team is going to get a swing at the Warriors. Right. Uh, and so I think it is more compelling. Like, as bad as it is for the NBA that LeBron isn't in the playoffs, I think you can make a case that it's actually more entertaining, especially in the Eastern Conference and with them out of there. No, it, it, and there's more – yeah, obviously there's more parity there because there's, there's – someone else is going to come out of the East. But I would watch it more. Like, when LeBron played in those – even though his teams were going to win, I watched – Right. I might get up and leave a game. Unless it's a, like a, just a knockdown drag out type of game between the Sixers and Toronto. I've walked away from both of those games. Yep. I didn't really walk away from LeBron's games for one reason or another. I don't, I don't know what that, what that says about me, but I, I, I did it. I'm with you, but here's what, here's what I think stinks for the NBA. The Western Conference, which is probably the more interesting series, a little bit more star power, the Rocket, they're starting so late. Like in, yeah, it's just like I the ten thirty tips for me. I got kids. Like I'm not. I'm making it to the first half, and I'm like, oh, I'm dying. They're here. brutal. So I'll end up DVRing it because I'm an early. I'll get up the next morning and watch it back. But if it's a blowout, then I won't watch it at all. Right. Um. So I think that I think that hurts the NBA somewhat. I don't know why they don't move everyone up just an hour instead of an eight o'clock tip. Move it to seven for the Eastern Conference game. Yeah. The East game. Yeah. And then just make it nine thirty start. I don't know. It's, I know why they do it. it's for the West Coast. People that are local, so they don't have to go to a game, get off work early, and it, and it presents some issues there. Um, you know what I can't stand? I can't stand the way we've gotten as a society where everything's driven by social media, everything is driven by rumors mm-hmm. and speculation, uh, till we get to a point where things get reported and they actually become things. Like, that aren't things. That aren't things. Right. So this is exactly what happened in a Tuesday column. SNY's Anthony Puccio stated, that Brooklyn had entered the big leagues and that, quote, several league sources have told SNY that top-tier free agents, including Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Tobias Harris, hold on, wait for it, not that they'll sign, not that they're coming to visit, they will consider, at least consider, at least consider it in July. They'll consider the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. And Unbelievable story. I mean, like, how does he get this scoop? I, I want to know. Anybody with max money... <laughs> They're gonna consider, bro. Of course. Throw that out there to you, Pooch. <laughs> um, I do think, I'm with you in that, like, some of this stuff is just not news and it's not worth the, the, probably the, the paper or that, it, that it's written on in terms of giving you insight into something that you should already know. Right. Money makes the world go round with NBA players. They're, they're gonna find, um, but I think if I'm sifting through this, what is cool about it to me is I know the guys who did it. Like, Sean Marks, I played with in, in Phoenix for a while. Um, you know, sat with him when I was with Cleveland. He was still uh, an assistant GM with San Antonio and had some conversations with him, you know, regarding what his next step was going to be and where he saw himself, you know, in a few years. And Trajan Langdon took my job in Cleveland when I resigned. And so he's his assistant GM now. And so I know the guys that have built this. <clears throat> and when you looked at what they were left to work with, it looked like you had probably five, six, seven years worth of just really bleak future in Brooklyn. How do you get out from some of these you know, some of these situations that you were put in with the Celtics trades yep. that netted you or, or lost all your draft picks. Like they were in really bleak in a bleak spot and they turned it around relatively quickly with, with, with not a whole lot of upper tier talent. And they've made it a place that people can look at and, and, and not just dismiss. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if any of those guys sign in Brooklyn, but they're not getting dismissed. And that's kind of cool for, for Brooklyn. Um, and, and for Sean Marks and Trajan Langdon. Who have so been. wait a second. You just justified his whole report. You're saying, hey, wait a second. It is news that the Nets are being considered. I, I think it's a cool story for Sean Marks and, and, and Trajan Langdon. I, I, I think it's, 
you, if everyone with max money is going to be considered by those guys. So I don't know that that's breaking news. If you were, but I think that if you were these guys, would you look at the Nets as a more viable option over the Knicks? Um, no. You would still think the uh, the Knicks are. I I don't. I I mean, look. If if you were were able to separate all of history and all of the Knicks allure, Madison Square Garden, and, and everything that you were raised with, um, and and just look at what team had a better path to a championship. Yeah, maybe I go with with Brooklyn, but all the rest of that stuff factors in. Yep, you know it's New York, it's the mecca, it, it's the Knicks uh, versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn's you know relatively new Which on the block. I do and think when you think about Kevin Durant and his legacy, and I mean, first of all, I think he might be crazy to leave Golden State because I think he could probably catch Michael Jordan with the six championships if right. he stayed there. I get why he wants to leave to kind of create his own legacy. Always going to be behind Steph, though. That's true. Yeah, uh, but well, yeah, in that in that team, yeah, it's a good that point. Um, but I think he wants to leave to be. Because he's he's taking so much criticism for joining a super team, he wants to try to build his own and do it on his own. Sure. And if it's about that legacy, there's no better place to put a stamp on it than with the New York Knicks. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you can say what you want about James Dolan, and I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff recently about him. Oh, it's him, a mess. The way it's been run. Yeah. Their, their last, I don't know, 15 years or so of 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 mediocrity or worse. But it's the Knicks, right? It's Madison Square Garden, and if you were going to script the story of a superstar who wasn't getting all of the credit that he should get and having to go to some other place and restore a franchise to get maybe that best player on the planet tag, there's no better place to put in in that story than, than, than New York and Madison Square Garden and the Knicks. There just isn't. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search the rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Weeks. All right. little update on my uh, Dubai scam story. Uh-huh. My idea, my Netflix documentary idea might have been totally shot down. At Lake Tahoe guy just sent me a DM. He said, Danny, leave the investigative journalism to the pros. 60 Minutes or Dateline or 2020 have already done the story delving into the Nigerian dollar scammers i'm sure uh. you can find it online there's a washington post story about it already here's the thing i don't want it to be investigated i don't want it. i want to be entertainment value right that's that's the difference in my documentary is not to like out them you want to tag just, along i kind of want to see all these fools like you need the to, scammers you need the infil- people that are scammed you need to infiltrate how dumb do you have to be as a young um aspiring con man Yes. Right? You need to infiltrate it, right? <laughs> You'd be taught the ropes. Cameras. Yes. Yeah, yeah, taught exactly. The and then I want to get some of those calls on tape. Yeah, that's great. Probably not the good. I definitely had... Different to, idea, bro. Different yeah, idea. Yeah, different, different idea, Lake Tahoe guy. But thanks for watching. No doubt, no doubt, that. no doubt. Um, I definitely had too much energy drink today. You're fired I'm, up. I'm on like tilt today. <laughs> so I told you about a story 
that could possibly you know, watch give you us stroking out in here. I, I know. Don't give me that conspiracy theory too, because then we're going to go way off the rails. So I have um, a theory on what's my girl's name? Sophie Turner, who okay. plays Sansa yeah. Stark. But she is out of control. She's out of control. She just married uh, one of the yes, brothers. Joe Jonas. Yeah, Joe Jonas. So, yeah. And it was filmed by Diplo's Instagram account. She's going to watch it a minute 30. By an Elvis impersonator. Yes. She was married yes. by an Elvis impersonator in Las Vegas after the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. And it was all caught on tape by Diplo on Diplo, his Instagram. Fantastic. Live Is that story. Diplo and Skrillex? Is that the yes. Diplo? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Diplo. they're all the same genre right. of music. Right. Um, so, the my theory is she has exploded on social media. She really has. And it's great. Like, she's a fun follow. She's always shouting out her girl who plays Arya Stark. She's borderline... Mm, she's a little risque. On yeah, there. yeah. She, yeah, she yeah. toes the line. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's a... Is there... She... That's what I'm wondering. You think, like, is there a problem there? Yes, yeah, that like, what you're going to? Is there to? an imbibing problem there? There she could be. usually she, looks lit. And she always, yeah. I, I don't enjoy know. her though. I enjoy oh, it. Yes. And I'm a big fan of. There is, all, there is typically some glass of wine or something in her hand. Correct. Or teeth are like red, like she's just. Could be. Right. Um, hopefully not. All right. But my theory is that there's, she has like this newfound swagger. Like all of a sudden she's kind of out there. She's cocky. Oh. I think she's oh. going to sit on the Iron Throne. Oh. I think she knows the outcome and she is just reveling in it. Really? Yeah. That's my theory. That's an interesting theory. I used theory. to think it was going to be Arya Stark. It's definitely going to be a woman. I can just tell you that right now. You can it's tell. Not gonna be John Stark. No, I just know how it works. We you know how it works. A woman. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you know watch. how it works. Sansa Stark is gonna be sitting on the Iron Throne. I wouldn't watch. mind it's that. All I'm a big done. Sansa fan, and it does kind of. If too. I'm, I'm not a usually a conspiracy theorist, but if I'm connecting some of these, I can see what you're saying here, right? See? Like I could follow you down that rabbit hole. I think it's fascinating. She must be a really good actress because on the show she plays this super uptight, you know, like straight laced. Yes. You know, the queen or whatever yes. you want to call. And then in real life, she's this fun-loving, like, wild in. personality. She gets it in. So yeah. recently you've heard Arya say to Jon Stark that Sansa's the smartest person she knows, right? So Jon and them, they unite the Seven Kingdoms type of deal. <laughs> Goka's telling and us to correct and say Jon Snow. Jon Snow? What did I say? Jon Stark? I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I, 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 a lot of Starks that. and Snows exactly. running around. Sorry. But I could see that, though, right? Handing the kingdom over to... to yep. You watch. She was in line to be. She was. Uh, see? It's all coming together. You watch. I'm gonna. Do her and Tyrion have a thing? Did you see that moment they had at the? At well, the they remember they were married. I, I, that was they a have forced a, marriage. They have a thing, right? When they thought the White Walkers well, were coming see, here's in. Here's where I think they were like staring into each other's eyes. He kissed her hand. Thing. Like Tyrion always survives everything, right? He's like the cockroach that can survive any situation. Yes. Now he's the uh, hand of the queen, and right? And of yeah, well, she ain't the queen yet, but right yes. of Daenerys. Well, she is a queen, but not the queen. Of, yeah, seven. But he's that. He's her hand. Correct. I think he could slide into that role with Sansa, and be her hand. Like it'd be her right hand man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very interesting. Yeah, that's my that's my game of Thrones. I can't wait. All right, we should move back into yeah. sports. Since or we don't. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like we, we always talk to our bosses. Like, what are we talking about? We talk to Port. Port. God bless you. Right. We talk all the time about like just making this what what we want it to be. Right. Let's make it. So we should just have, yeah, we can do whatever we want. I'm saying. That's right. What are you going to do? Come yank well, us let's off Let's go air? to one more Billboard right, go. Award. Let's go. <laughs> Billboard Award. Did you see what Drake did? Oh, the shot That's out. Arya is not winning it. Yes. He just put the Drake curse 
on Arya Stark. Because he curses every franchise that he roots for. Kentucky basketball. Don't let him uh, in the building. He's done it with the Raptors several times. They have not won a championship since he's been their super fan and part owner, which is pretty cool. But yeah, he totally jinxed Arya Stark. I love that he And loves everybody sports. was making fun of it, saying there's no way she's going to sit on the now. Yeah. I love that he loves his sports. Like, I think Me that's too. fantastic. I, I've it's often... even cooler that he actually is a part. He's, he's ambassador. He's not a part owner. I don't know. Like, uh, Usher was part owner of the Cavs. I think Jay-Z's. I don't know what, to what fraction of ownership they have, but right. maybe. I don't know. Right. The Dolphins had a thing going. Going. Yeah, with Stephen like Ross, probably give like two thousand dollars to say you're an owner because yeah, yeah. he loved having. And you get to have the red carpet, and yeah. now you're orange uh, carpet, orange the Dolphins game. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I've said this before on the show. Sit your ass down, man. Like, you know what I mean? At the games, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because he's all up there. Yeah, he's yelling Enjoy at the refs almost on the court. Enjoy the game, and he's jawing with other players. Yeah, Spike Lee did it for a long time though. I, I feel like Spike was more. He knew his role. He knew his role. I think. Spike knows that he's a spectator and, and, and like he can get involved a little bit, but then sit back down. I yeah. think Drake sometimes confuses, um, that for like his stage yeah. <laughs> and that the show is about him sometimes. And that I felt like, or I feel like crosses the line a little Spike bit. Spike Lee, uh, I think is a super fan. I think Drake crosses that line to where he feels like he's impacting the game sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Where, like he'll get in guys' faces yeah. and he's like talking trash, like he's actually impacting. Yeah, or he's got, and he's got these relationships probably with most of the guys where Spike was probably more like just see yeah. you and talk to you at the court. He's probably kicking it with some of these dudes. So Do you know what their practice facility is called? Uh the Toronto the OVO Center. OVO, that's the squad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh all right, let's move on to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, <laughs> like that segue. There is no segue from all that. Um all right, so Coca's totally throwing me off here because he's saying, forget, well, you don't want to go Bryce Harper here, Coca? Bryce Harper's getting booed. And it, I, it, it just made more sense. It made more sense at that point to just you guys right, should just if talk about Philly sisters. fan, if yep. you're a Philly fan and I I'm sure I'm getting skewered. Debo, I, I hear you, brother. Like, Debo loves to come to me after I say this and go like, well, you don't, you don't think there's any situation in which booing a fan, like almost wanting me to say to him, yes, there's a time when booing your hometown is, there is, is. To help. I don't think it ever helps. I've, I've no, said, it never helps. If you're, if but you're I'm going, okay with if it. you're going to be bad for an extended period of time and we've made a huge investment in you and you're never really good. Okay, yeah, boom. I'm just saying it never helps. That's all I'm saying. It definitely never helps, but I think there are circumstances where I understand it. Right. The dude just got paid $300 million, and, you know, you go with the old hard-working fan, paying his hard, you know, his well-earned money to go sure. to a game. He has every right to boo. Bryce Harper is off to his worst start of his Major League Baseball career. His 240 batting average was the worst through April that he's had. Mm -hmm. He's been in a rough spot. Um... Is he, no, no, don't tell me he's on pace for 205 strikeouts. I don't like that line when you're on pace for something. Cause you also have, you know, Cody Bellinger on pace for 73 home runs. I, it's way too early to say on pace for, but he has off to a rough start. He does have all this money. Here's the thing I will say about this. I would rather go play in a stadium and play for a franchise where it's going to be full yeah. of people booing because they're passionate and they want to win, even though it's misplaced and I don't think it helps, but at least they're there. Because I had the I had the similar circumstance when I was at the New York Giants, incredible fan base. They would show up, it would be packed, no yep. matter if we were awful. And we were awful my first year in the league, my rookie yeah. year, four and twelve, brutal. They were there, they were going to boo. Then I go to Atlanta, play for the Falcons, and there is nothing more depressing than going out in December on a Sunday and you look up. And it's the second quarter, and there's like six thousand people there, and like some of them are cheering. You can't hear any boos, like right. like, but they're supportive. But there's only six thousand of them. I would rather play for a fan base that is going to be passionate and crazy about it. And maybe they're up and down, and maybe they're up. And when things are great, they're going to be cheering for you yeah. the best. And when it's down, they're going to you know boo you and all that. I would rather have fans that care. I'm, that I, makes sense. I, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I understand that. I, I just 
again, I'm not saying that as a hometown fan, you never have a right to boo your hometown team. That's not the statement that that I'm that I'm championing here. I'm I'm saying that you have to have a sample size big enough to be disappointed as a fan base um, over and over again before before you boo them. Right. And in the Sixers game, I felt like in the first round when they came out and laid one egg. I felt like that wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? I think yes. they're different. If you're telling me Bryce Harper, how many weeks are we into the season? Six weeks. You said he hasn't he hasn't produced at all. Right. It's Six been his weeks? worst. It's been his worst start of okay. his career. I will right. say that you got 13 years of that. So I mean, yes. you know, that, but, right. All right. And, but one game with the Sixers, even if they gave you a week and a half of bad basketball down the stretch, probably not time to boo him. First round of the damn playoffs. And I and actually, this is maybe a little bit twisted, but I do think during the playoffs, it's not over. What like you, if you want to boom after it goes zero and their season's over, yeah, bro. you guys are a bunch of chumps. They still have a chance they, to win the series. But they, they won the series. <laughs> oh, they won that, that series. Yes, the middle that, of that was my point. They won. The, they, they lost to Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, everybody. No one saw that coming. <laughs> right. Like Golden State lost to the Clippers at home. That was a bigger upset than you getting beat by Brooklyn in in Philly. And did Golden did Golden State? There? No, they're not booing them. They're not. Blowing they're not thirty-one point lead. You they're not. They were not. There may have been some people in yeah. that arena that booed, right. but there were not a chorus of boos showered on their home team. Do you right. know what I mean? Yes, because it wasn't, there is a difference. Yeah, and I just felt like you know Philly takes that. They take pride in they being take, the the angry fan. Yeah, that's what they take pride in. Yeah. And, 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 I, I, batteries I, at Santa. It just doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be in a really unfortunate situation, and none of it's his fault. I actually am to the point where I feel bad for him. I'll be rooting for him. Mm -hmm. I hope he proves everybody wrong. But the the negativity surrounding him is off the charts. Yeah. And a lot of people are clueless. And maybe you could say Dave Gettleman is clueless too, right? But I went oh, and got oh, my Oh, I'm going I'm to say that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I went to go get my hair cut yesterday. Yeah. Right? Nice, high, and tight. And I went to Clippers this time instead of the scissors. <laughs> so I go to get my hair cut. It's a lady cutting my hair. Huh? So we're chatting her up. And first time I ever met her. And uh, I go... Where are you from? If you're that guy, you'll sit in anybody's chair. Well, I go to Supercut, so it's like, oh, you are that guy. I got you. I'll right, go sit right, anywhere. Right. But I actually, Michael backed her. I actually liked her. Okay. Cause right. she was a sports fan. So, yeah. so I'm like, where are you from? She's like, Long Island. And definitely, you could tell she was well, from Long, Long Island. Long Island? Yeah, yeah. Long Island. Strong Island. Island. Yeah, Long Island. Like, she, yeah. <laughs> she had a right. strong personality. So she's talking like, are you a sports fan? And oh, she asked, what do you do? And I said, I'm in broadcast. She said, what kind? She, I said, sports. And she said, I love sports. And I said, do you like the Giants? Or I said, you must like the Jets because she's from Long Island. Right. She said, no, actually, I like the Giants. And she's like, my parents were season ticket holders, blah, blah, blah. And then just un unannounced, she just starts ripping into them taking Daniel Jones with a sixth pick. She's like, I don't know what they're doing. She's like, his kids, who, he's going to be awful. He hasn't even played that well at Duke, just going all in on him. And at that moment, I was like, I don't know if Daniel Jones knows what he's in for. There is a chance... That he gets booed in the preseason when they announce him like in his first playing time, which is crazy. He should at least get the benefit of the doubt. No matter how bad you think Dave Gettleman screwed it up, he's becoming like this unwanted, unliked figure, and he hasn't done For anything no reason. wrong. Yeah. You know, all he's done is achieve a dream of his that yep. he wanted to get to the NFL, and it seems really unfair. And the worst part about it is Dave Gettleman is not helping him because the more Dave Gettleman tries to go out and make excuses for it, for saying that he guarantees there were two other teams that were going to be picked him ahead of the 17th pick, uh, you know, going out and getting more aggressive and just keep, and like, 
keeps in injecting his ego, which I think Dude. is off the charts as well. It's making it harder on Daniel Jones. Dave Gettleman just needs to shut up, keep his mouth shut. <laughs> it doesn't Dave, make sense. Dave Gettleman was hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. No one else was taking Daniel Jones before before your pick at 17. There are right. reports now that he might have been available Right. Past 17. Right. No one was taking Daniel Jones. So, but I'm with you, Dave. Here's the deal. It's your, that's your job, Dave Gettleman. Right. Your pick. Now you have to live with your pick and you'll either take the praise or you'll suffer the consequences, right? Yeah. When I get up there and I pick Danny Cannell with the sixth pick because I believe in Danny Cannell, that's all I'm saying. Yep. I took Danny Cannell at six because I believe Danny Cannell's our next franchise quarterback. Next question. Exactly. I'm not explaining anything. I think he could have gone even further and given him more vote of a concept if he was number, if we had the number one overall pick, right. we would have taken Daniel Jones. Right. That's Just your pick. That and then shut it. Right. Cause anything else is, is opening up this whole Pandora's box of people speculating as to what, where you could have got him. Right. That unequivocally my dude. Because now you've got the Redskins GM. He goes on NFL network, uh, Bruce Allen, uh. and they asked him, what would you have done with a 15th pick if Daniel Jones is available? And of course, he's going to say, I would take Dwayne Haskins if he's available too. But Daniel you know, like, Snyder, it was the only meeting Daniel Snyder sat in on with right. quarterbacks was he Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. He Dwayne was Haskins. taking Dwayne Haskins. Exactly. But the, my point is, all of this stuff is pure speculation now. Nobody can guarantee anything would have happened because it's already happened. It's hindsight. Like, we don't know what would have played out. But Dave Gettleman did open this Pandora's box, and it's going to make Daniel Jones' life really tough. Yeah. Early in his career. I feel bad for Daniel Jones also because... Like, I don't think he's a good pick. I think they should have waited for him. I think they overdrafted him. I think they're going to overspend on him. Doesn't matter. Still good for the kid. Exactly. Good for him. Exactly. And that's where, if if you're a true Giants fan, you should just get over it. Right. Say, all right, now we're going to back him. Now we want to support him. Sure. It is what it is. Even though I don't think there's that much difference in Davis Webb, who they drafted in the third round, who was 6'5", 230, ran about the exact same 40, same arm size, like all that. We're about to find out. better stats, actually. They booed Chris Apps at the draft. True. Booed him really tough, and they quickly came around to the you know he's a unicorn. Right. The next year. Oh yeah. So like, it can it can if happen. If he plays well, they'll love him. Like they'll happen. never forget. They'll, and, and that'll save Dev Gettleman's job. But it'll just, make it if he struggles a little bit. People are going to be so quick to say this was a mistake. Let's get him out of here. You no, know, I don't like. Which is bad. I don't like people who think they're smarter than everybody else. I get that vibe with Dave Gettleman. Yeah, he comes across like that. Like you it, know what else I don't like, and I've noticed this a lot in life. Uh, people that are like truly self confident. And have had a ton of success. They don't have to tell you about it. Correct. Dave Gettleman keeps on having to tell you. Yeah. What a great career he's had. How many quarterbacks he's drafted. Yeah, right, right. I don't just don't. You don't have to tell us. Yeah. Let your just results speak for themselves. Yeah. Or you are actually insecure about it. And that's the vibe I'm getting from Dave Gettleman. Um, all right, let's move on to the NBA. Hey, did I tell you how many? No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we had a little bit of a, a situation develop at the end of the uh, Blazers-Nuggets game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. As the Blazers won 97-90. I had actually a strong – I took the first half under. Yeah. And then at halftime, the Nuggets, as the home team, were trailing by like 14 or 15. So I took the Nuggets plus eight – in the second, the second half. half, and they actually lost by seven, so it was perfect. Uh, so good night for me. Congrats, pat myself on the back. Although I just said you shouldn't have to tell about your exploits, <laughs> and I just did that. Um, but there's an interesting situation that could have developed because at the uh, close to the end of the game, you had a free throw situation, and Nikola Jokic pushed Cantor into Craig while he's shooting this free throw, and so there's a little bit of contact and a little bit of scuffling. But the bigger problem is that you saw a ton of players coming from the bench yep. to. You know, I'm sure they'll say, hey, we were trying to break things up, but that is not supposed to happen in the NBA. You're supposed to, you know, is it automatic suspension? You're, there's supposed to be something that is supposed to happen as a disciplinary Wait, action. Coco, do we get any clarity on the rule now? 
Um, when I when I played and I referenced this situation yes. a few days ago, if you came across that line, they didn't care what your intent was. They didn't care whether you stopped once you got across the line, once you realized you had crossed it, or if you ran over and and further like incited the situation. They could care less. If you crossed over that line as a player, it was a suspendable offense, and they suspended both Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire in one of our series with the Spurs, which we could have won. Um, here's here's the funny part about that. If you watch that play again, Jokic shoves Ennis Cantor, yes. and Ennis takes uh, basically a dive. Like, he doesn't shove him that hard, right? But he I don't takes, think he knew Tory Craig. I don't think he, no, he, knew he, he was going to run didn't. into But him. here's what's interesting. I'm going to tell you the interesting part. He takes kind of a dive and then goes to run down court, smashes into uh, Tory Craig, who takes kind of a dive because he didn't get hit in his nose. Thankfully. He kind of goes. He already broken it. A little bit. You're selling a little bit. Yes. The situation with us was just the same, right? Steve Nash runs into a Robert Ory pick. Steve takes a dive into the scores table. Now, I don't know this at the time. Right. But Steve goes flying into the scores table. So I run over there to, to, um, Robert Ory. Like, yo, what the, what, right. You know, we got your boys oh, yeah. back. You know, and, and so then this little mini scrum ensues. Those dudes step across the line. They get suspended. Cost, cost us potentially a chance at a championship. I don't know where I'm at with Steve. Maybe six months, seven months later, having a beer, doing something. And he's like, man. He said something about to the, something to the effect of how he sold that call, call and took the dive into the scores table. Right, and I'm like, you mother, mother! <laughs> like I ran over there and and basically started a scrum that cost us the game. So that I guess that's all on me. But it's interesting. Both both of them taking dives, and there could be some real ramifications. I there think could they be. clean the rules up. They though. should because anytime you have like, and I don't want to call it a zero tolerance policy, but anytime you have a policy that's kind of you know, all or nothing. There's no room for nuance or common sense. You because, paint yourself into a corner. Exactly, because I don't think anything egregious happened there, so I don't think it's a big deal. Well, now, what they're trying to avoid is a situation where you have a melee and you have, you know, coaches, assistant coaches, players on the bench that are 12th man on the bench that aren't, don't matter, that yeah. they're getting into an all-out brawl. You don't want that to happen. We got, Coco, what is the, uh, what is the official rule? All right, so it says, during an altercation, all players not participating in the game must remain in the vicinity of their violators or, sorry, in the immediate vicinity of their violators will be subject to suspension without pay for a minimum of one game and fined up to $50,000. If five or more players leave the bench, the players will serve their suspensions alphabetically according to the first letters of their last name. Oh, wow. So according oh. to that, there are going to be suspensions coming out because they were clearly on the court when you saw the video. Now, I think it's dumb. I don't think anything happened. I think you should take that into context. I think you should take context into it and say nothing bad did happen. Well, it's the playoffs. But you could have a situation where you could have several players having to sit out. I actually think, and I thought this the whole time, if you have people cross, you have, you have to try to gauge intent. And I know that's impossible. Yes. But if you have someone just step across the line to get a better view or before they can control their emotions, and then they say, all right, I'm not going any further than this. I don't know that you suspend that guy. But when you have one run from the bench all the way over to what's happening, and now he's in there barking and pushing, he's there to incite a situation. Like, he, he is there to further um, uh, um, escalate the situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? And whether that situation pops off completely or not, I'm saying the guy who makes his way halfway there and is just kind of looking is like, man, I ain't going out there. Or the guy that barely gets across the line is like, uh oh, I'm supposed to stay over here. You know his intent wasn't to go out there and knock somebody out. But when you run out there and now what if a six person is showing up on your screen who's not in the game and he's in the middle of the two people who initially started it, I think you guys spend him. What if you had, because the, the, I don't know who it was, but I saw a trailblazer in his sweats coming down the court. He's in the middle of the scrum. What if he goes up to Cantor, to Ness Cantor, 
and grabs him and like pulls him away. He's trying to protect his guy from getting into a further. Yeah, different, different, different. So I, different. I think you should look at all this and use common sense. Absolutely. Like, like if is, the guy's he, trying to break things he's up, a peacemaker he's, in the situation. He's, yeah, he's he's trying to make peace by getting his teammates out yeah. of there and trying to protect them. Unf- now, unfortunately, the kid from the Nuggets. Um, why can't I ever remember his name? Jamal Murray. Yep. I don't believe he was in the game. Right. And he was not in there as a peacemaker. He was in there jawing, talking back and forth. And that's when you open it up to, you know, interpretation by the league. But this is going to be one like. He was assessed a technical in the game. That's what uh, You ain't even in the game. He's, you know, by the letter of the law, he should be suspended. I would imagine NBA doesn't do anything. Well, kind of like Chris Paul when he did the official. They gave him a $35,000 fine, but they didn't suspend him. Right. Uh, It just gets dicey when you start setting double standards and you you start bending the rules. I know. I want to go back. I I won the championship that year. I'm trying to think. San Antonio beat us. San Antonio may have won the Spurs it, did. or maybe yeah. Like we need to strip them of that title. <laughs> and like, go back. We need to go Those back. Protest. To be stripped. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. Fun show today. Off the rails completely, but I like it. Um, Dwayne Haskins, yeah, wore the number seven. Wants to wear the number seven with the Washington Redskins. Has a gorgeous, nice little chain pendant yeah. with a nice diamond studded number seven on it. Sure. White gold, uh, platinum. I think it was probably gold, platinum. Gold? Yeah, it was, no, it was, I think it was silver-ish. Silver-ish? Yeah, yeah it's probably platinum. Every time you White see gold. him standing up when he's like mad about yeah. that, you see the seven. It's you ever get yourself a big chain? I did not. Never had a oh. big one. I had a smaller one with 13 when I was yeah. in college. And it was like, if you saw it, I'm actually, I still have it. I'm going to give it to my daughter for her 13th birthday. There you go. Since it's 13. My kids are fighting over. I had, I, like I was into diamonds for a while and, and necklaces. So I got big, like, like, Rap, rap star type of chain. You do? Got a, it's a Liberty Bell. Really? With my middle name, which is Dia. Yeah. Like in, in it. Um, and, uh, my oldest son's name is Dia. Yeah. But both, all three of my sons want it. Of course. And I got some dog tags that are, that are nice and, and so, but I only got two nice chains. I got three boys. <laughs> <laughs> Let them fight over them. them. Right. No, they can rotate it. They can like start, wait till they start wearing their shoe size. They're oh my God. Trouble. They're going to start raiding the closet. Um, so he wants to wear number seven. Obviously, Joe Theismann. Was a great mm-hmm. quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Not a Hall of Famer. Um, did win a Super Bowl uh, with the Redskins wearing that number seven. So it begged the question, should he be allowed to wear it? So the consensus was, and somehow this happened, that Theismann would have to give his hand a blessing over it. Sure. Instead of just saying, yeah, I don't care. Theismann said, let me talk to the young no, man. Yeah, first. I want to see who yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Who, who he let is. Let me talk to him. Tick. So... Joe Theismann came out and told 106.7, the fan, this is his quote, I just got off the phone with Dwayne just a little while ago, and I told him it was okay to wear number seven, giving him permission. Not that I feel like I needed to, but he was respectful enough to ask. We had a nice little conversation. It's important to him, and hey, I want the kid to be successful. He doesn't need to worry about it. Well, I wish I could have worn a different jersey. I wish I could have worn a number. Nope, he went ahead and gave it to him. Okay, so he vetted right. him. He got the blessing. He yeah. vetted him. It was, it well, was, I feel like, got, like what do you have to touch his head? You it's touch like his a head Game of Thrones type things. Like you need to be like blessed. Blessing of the crown. Yeah, or knighted. Um, I think that's cool by Joe Dodge. First of all, what, I don't know why? why you had to go like actually talk to him. I, I mean, I, maybe you could a little moment in the sun. Anyway. Get a man a moment in the sun. That's a little moment in the sun for Joe. I guess. He's relevant. You know, you know, every now and again you want to pop up as relevant. Yeah. There was, you know? the, there was the funniest thing, and I don't know if you heard it in our pre-show meeting. Did you hear the call? There was a radio show caller that called I thought in he and touched, was livid. Yeah, he was irate. Yeah. Um, I don't, what, why? Who don't cares? be mad at Joe Theismann. No, he was he, mad at, the, at Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins don't be mad at for Dwayne even Haskins. bringing this up. Be mad at the Redskins for not retiring the jersey and just putting it in. Entire worthy. Are there any jerseys retired? In, in, in? Good question. I mean, I, I'm okay with like having the ring of honor. Yeah, th- those are retired but, jerseys. Are they? Aren't they? 
I think sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Like, no one should wear 13 for the Dolphins. No one should wear 13. Any number in the Ring of Honor. If FIU gives my number 13 away to somebody, I'm going over there and ripping it off. Same thing with Westminster Academy. If they have 12 (laughs) in high school and they give out 12, which is hung in the rafters over there. (laughs) Right. I saw that, by the way. (laughs) I saw that. Yes, I did. That's that's the only thing I got going for me. Uh, All right. Sixers and Raptors go tonight. It is a pick'em game. Mm. It is in Toronto. Mm. Wait a second. No. Is that right? No, it's in Philly. That's what I was going to say. It's in Philly. Um, I kind of like the Raptors here. That's ah, a tough one. Although Philly was impressive in game two. I really have no feel for game threes when you've split one and two. I just, I have no real feel for it. Um, I would imagine, here's the deal. Here's what I do know about the Sixers this offseason. They've been wildly inconsistent. They don't show up and look the same from night to night. Right. So for that reason, I'll go with the Raptors. Um, the good thing for the Sixers is Joel Embiid has not played well yet in this series for a number of reasons. Um, well, he said, well, he had the bleeps the other day, if you ask me that. Yeah. And he's had this issue like with his knee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been hurt. He's been banged up and it's at the point of the season where you probably could use a few months off and get fresh, but he can't because he's still trying to fight through this. So I don't, that's another reason why I kind of like the Raptors in this game. No, and, I'm trying to wait till you get like, oh, no, confidence I'll play devil's advocate though and say that like, if you're the Sixers and you've already swung home court in your favor and he has not played well, what happens when he shows up and plays well? Right. Right? Right. But then you're I, in trouble. I just – the Sixers, I want to like them. They've just been so inconsistent. I'm going to take the Raptors. All right. Uh I like that too then. Yeah, right. Gave yeah, me the we'll confidence go. to go ahead and put my whole account on there. <laughs> um, yeah, all in like James Holzhauer. Give the dorky uh, all in. Um, Is that what he does? Oh yeah, he has been doing it lately. My Jeopardy guy, That's Jeopardy like James. By the way, he has a new nickname and everything. Really? Oh yeah, he's, uh, he's gonna be the next uh, goat. Uh. He's kind of a weird personality, but it's like one of those. You know, some people are gifted with great personality and they're not that smart. Other people are gifted with a lot of smarts and maybe not that much personality. Quirky. He's quirky and he's a genius because he keeps getting them all right. Um, you where do you want me to go, Coco? Big three or what else? Oh, Tiger. Yes. Oh, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, because Tiger Woods has decided not to play in the Wells Fargo Championship, which I have zero problem with. It is a bigger tournament on the PGA Tour. You get a better field. Uh, it's played in Charlotte. It's a good city. Like, it's a quail hollow, good course. Uh, it's a prestigious tournament. But as I've stated on here a number of times, Tiger is not playing for PGA wins, just regular tour wins. He's going to get the all-time record. He is going for Jack. And whatever he has to do to prepare to get to that number 18 – which, if it has to be rest your body because it's a couple weeks away from the PGA Championship, which we're going to be at, yeah. at Page Black, yep. then I am totally fine with it. I'm with it, too. This feels like a tournament that he usually skips anyway. You might be right on that, but, I mean, he's been he, – uh, the last five years have been such a crapshoot yeah. health that it's kind of like it, – what is If he? my memory serves me correctly, he rarely plays at Quail Hollow. Um, so, I, I – Tiger knows what Tiger needs to do. Yeah, he really does. When you're talking about a body, and you're talking about a body that's been oft injured, uh, he's getting longer in the tooth. You have to listen to the body. If the body says you're not supposed to play this week, and that gives you the best chance to win at Bet Page, then I support that 100. percent And anybody, what would, would Coca say? Why? I said, he said, why isn't he playing or something like that? Because Tiger. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the hell he wants. He can, to he can do whatever he he's wants. He's winning to again. So now, hold he's on though. Can... We have a little nugget in our notes here. I need to know who wrote this because this is not very intelligent. Right. I'm sorry, whoever wrote it. Oh. Tiger Woods will not be playing in the 2019 Wells Fargo Championship in Charlotte. It's unclear if or when Woods will play next. 
But many expect his next appearance to be at the PGA Championship at Beth Page Black. You think? Yeah. Like, 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 right. well, why are we trying to like fool? Like, hey, maybe he's not going to play. He's absolutely playing in the PGA Championship because it's a major. And guess That's who'll what be there to for. watch it? Yes, we will be. Ah. Uh, his agent said he's still digesting and appreciating what happened two weeks ago. Honestly, he's just not ready to play right now. Yeah. Look back at the transcripts from late last year and early this year. He's not going to play as much. Obviously. Right. Uh, he's just going to be smart about it. The smart thing to do is to take some time off to rest his body. Uh, this is my comments, uh, on that one. So yeah, he's going to be playing. Big what, three. What, what's your feel for, uh, uh, Beth Page? Honestly. Uh, I think it's a tough course. I do not think this is one where he'll, at Pebble Beach, I think outstanding chance. It's yeah. not that hard of a course. Yeah. Beth Page, if they have it anywhere near to where they do with the U.S. Open where the rough is up, which I imagine they would, I think the driving could be an issue. But, like, I'm not counting him out. I, I won't bet on him. And I already won right. my bet for him to win a major. Like, any, I'm not going to double down. You think it'll be hangover Tiger where it looks bad? or you think? No. I think he'll still be in the mix. I All think right. top 15 would be a reasonable finish where he goes. Nice. Shout out to my man Carlos Arroyo. You got drafted in the third round last night. Yeah. Team Trilogy. Stuff. What was he? Team Trilogy? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, Team Trilogy. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> All right, back tomorrow.